Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Reader Syndicate 3.0, the next evolution of the look into counterculture that is canon. My name is Matthew, owner of Riot Seeds, and this started as a one-man mission for strain history and breeding science. Over time, it's evolved into something bigger, better, and more of a team effort. We will be joined by members of the Canaluminati and other friends throughout the seasons to hear their takes on grow techniques, breeding science, strain history, and more. Our mission is to combat the narrative that corporate cannabis and seed posers are obfuscating for their own financial benefit. Welcome to the underground. We are the Syndicate. Welcome to Breeder Syndicate. I'm Matthew here with my co-host Thousandfold, and today we're talking again with Jay Generation from Federation Next Generation Seeds, one of my favorite BC seed makers there is, uh, one of the most successful BC seed makers there is that is still around doing his thing. Um, welcome, Jay. Glad to have you again. Well, thanks for having me. Thousand, you want to kick it guys? off? Yeah, Jay. So like I mentioned before, I was actually just refreshing myself and watched the last couple of chats you had with Matt, um, which was now maybe just under a year ago. Um, yeah, so year. in there, yeah, in there you talked about, you know, moving uh, to Argentina. And so maybe before we get into the, the nitty gritty of what's been going on just recently, maybe tell us a bit about what it was actually like to move. Like, what was that, that whole experience like? Um, well, for me, I'm, I'm quite used to moving in my life. So I, I lived in Spain for quite a few years and in Holland and back and forth to Canada. So I'm, I'm quite used to moving, but uh, this is a long way to travel. It's about a 30 hour flight from, from Canada. And I've been coming back and forth now for the last year, uh, about four or five trips. And now I'm making a more permanent switch um, down here um just the cost of living is so much cheaper and uh to get into the legal system for for growing and selling seeds it's way cheaper and more econ economical here canada is just uh it's a nightmare of bureaucracy so it just seemed like a natural uh move to me i speak spanish or basic spanish um so yeah yeah this was just uh, a nice place where i can come and produce seeds here on a larger scale at a much 
much better price. Is Argentina mostly a Spanish-speaking nation? Yes, it's all Spanish. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know if it was like Portuguese like Brazil because it's down. Yeah. Isn't it down in that region? Yeah, yeah. Well, neighbors to Brazil. That's right. North, okay, so. cool. Yeah, but they have their own version of Spanish here. It's not, it's yeah. not like Mexican. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, cultural, cultural <laughs> Spanish. Was there a lot of preparation for you to move? Like uh, um, for BC there? Not really. Um, I, like I said, the last, over the last year and a half or so, I've been making regular trips down here, just getting to know the market, going to the big expos and the trade shows, getting to know the distributors and the licensing process. Um, and yeah, so I, my, my choice was between Chile and Argentina, but in the end, I chose Argentina. It's just, there's more going on here. Um, I, just, I, I like the like the culture and the city is like Buenos Aires is like living in a European city like Barcelona or and then when you go out to the country it's like nice. being in the prairies out in Canada going out to like rural Alberta or something you know oh wow so it's got kind of the best of both worlds um, yeah. So, yeah that sounds lovely um, one thing I, I want to ask you right away is uh, what the actual kind of uh, weed scene there was like you know genetics culture all that. There, there's a huge weed scene here, and it's been uh, it's it's growing by bounds every year. Um, and they, they they've recently legalized it, um, but but the legalization process is so broad. Um, there's the medical personal licenses that you can open a uh, what they call an ONG club, where you okay. can uh, grow weed for people. You can't make a profit, but you can pay your growers very well. Yeah. Um, that's kind of how that works. Um, my the licensing that I've began here now is for seed production, um, seed import, export, uh, and research. Um, that's awesome. So that's yeah, that's the process I'm, I'm starting now. Uh, and is it is with, it is it less prohibitively expensive down there to get those licenses than say Canada so or the U.S.? It's it's ridiculously economic i don't want to almost say it because i don't want my competition to move here yeah it's, no it's, it's hundreds of dollars not tens of thousands of dollars yeah. put it that way under a thousand dollars i got all my licenses yeah that's amazing, oh, that's amazing. so yeah. it's it's just a paperwork process so is it a long paperwork process um, um not too bad uh a few months a few months uh and I'm going to, I'm doing my paperwork process in the, in the, one of the provinces, a smaller city. So it'll happen a lot faster than doing it here in Buenos Aires where there's 17, 18 million people. Oh, sure. It, it takes longer to get through the paperwork. So, um, I got, uh, had my legal problems out in the provinces here. So that's where I'm doing my paperwork now. And, uh, yeah, it should happen pretty quickly. So I'm pretty pleased with that. I've got a good lawyer getting my, my, all my, my papers in order. So, so yeah, it's been an adventure. Um, has it changed the work that you've been doing to, uh, sorry, that's a weird way of saying it. Has moving there changed like the way you've approached your work in any way? Like what have you been working on this last year or so? Um, well, there's lots of people here and, and farms, uh, that have been testing out my genetics. So I've got to see my genetics grown on a much larger scale and see how they perform here more so than I could in Canada. Canada was so prohibitive. Uh, and a lot of most of it was indoors and yeah. here I was able to do some, see a lot of my genetics in, in under greenhouses and in, on big farms and it's, and in Chile as well. I got friends over there that um, grow for medical associations and just the scale that I've seen my genetics grown on here is just so much better than Canada um, for, for me. So 
yeah, I'm getting, getting to learn a lot about my strains in a different, you know, a different latitude, yeah. a different climate, and seeing which ones are thriving, which ones don't do so well. Can you tell us some specifics about like specific uh, highlights or contrasts in, in, in the growing patterns? Uh, well, the big thing down here, because we're south of the Amazon, the high, high humidity. Uh, yeah. It's a really, really big problem here. And that's what everybody's looking for. All the serious growers here, they're looking for genetics that can handle the humidity and don't get bud rot or powdery mildew. Um, and they have a lot, of, a lot of the Spanish genetics is what's on the market here. So the Spanish seed companies. Sure. And they tend to have a big problem with uh, with with uh, with mold, and everybody everybody that's been growing my strains here, uh, that's one of the things that they really really like. I did because I'm living in British Columbia on the west coast. I'm sure you know all the yeah. rain. I've a lot of my strains are really really resistant uh, to bud rot, and uh, so I'm I'm hearing a lot of good feedback. Um, yeah, I'm very happy about that. And but yes, harvest season now is going to be. Um, uh, in about two and a half months or so, about two months. Uh, but I've had reports from last year as well now because I've been coming here for a while. So, and are uh, there any ones yeah. specific that you're you're pretty stoked about that have done well in that super wet climate down there? Actually, yeah, there's been a few. My Avalon, I'm completely happy with it. My Blue Dynamite, which is the Avalon original grapefruit cross, yeah, uh, extremely well. But they, those were I selectively bred those in Canada for mold resistance. But uh, my surprises though have been uh, my my half CBD half THC strain uh, uh, first contact. Yeah, uh, it is just so amazingly healthy and robust here with no bud rot and just it looks the buds look like they're they were grown indoors. Um, oh wow, it was just, just beautiful. This was the outdoor fields that I seen of it uh, on two different farms and. Uh, how do they and take they, to that THC CBD down there? Is, is that something that they look for when buying cannabis? Um, more and more. The older people, yeah. It's yeah. more and more becoming. But they're like, they, they just want the strong stuff too, a lot of the people. Yeah. Because people here, the economy is bad. People want the most bang for the buck. Makes sense. So, yeah. But uh, my other uh, strain that's been thriving down here is my Latina Sativa. If I told you about that one, it's the Colombian uh, Red. Uh, crossed with a Mexican sativa that I've been working on back in Canada for years and years. And there's plants now where it's still early in the season, but three, three and a half meters and going strong and start just starting to flower now. Uh, where did you grab so, that Colombian red from? Do you remember where it was sourced? Um, I'm not exactly sure. It was probably at least 20 years ago. I think it was one of Rami and Joe's friends. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, it was, it was, yeah back in the early 2000s so I'm, I'm, i can't actually I actually can't nail it down right now off the top of my head was it long flowering yes very long um about about 12 weeker about yeah. 12 weeks we were this close to getting romulan joe on this close to getting him on oh. the show oh you were gonna oh sweet yeah. oh yeah i have talked to him and he's super cool he's super nice but yeah he, no, he's, he's such, such a nice guy yeah he's great yeah. and in what was the mexican sativa like that you used in that line um i think it was a oaxacan Oh, nice. Um, that I used to, yeah. And uh, yeah, still, like I said, it's from, from 20 years ago. So I kind of revived a few years ago. I revived it again and then brought the seeds down here. And uh, they're just, yeah, they're just thriving, thriving. They just, plant doesn't stop growing. Like they're back at home, huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Makes sense. <laughs> um, I did want to ask real quick as well, like, have you been working on anything new since you've been there? 
Um, yeah, I have a, a few uh, local strains, uh, two local ones. I think one is from Brazil. Another one is from the northern provinces here. The growers up in Corrientes, in the northern province of Argentina, have, have been growing. And uh, amazing. Like uh, the, the branching pattern it reminds me of the old original grapefruit from back in the 90s. And just constantly branches, uh, but has that almost like the uh, a haze smell. Oh, nice. Um, a lot of people tell, tell are telling me when they see the cut here, they think it's reminiscent of a lot of the old Brazilian uh, varieties from way back. Um, but this group of growers have had it now in, in the northern provinces here for a while. So we're, I've got that. But yeah, that's a local variety that I, I believe comes from Brazilian genetics because a lot of the stuff comes down from, from Paraguay and Brazil. Yeah. Um, Argentinians, for some reason, don't grow a lot of their own weed, even though they have such perfect growing conditions. It's 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 kind of surprising to me um were there any like so, old argentina strains you had heard of when you got there that were kind of legendary legacy type strains um yeah there's a few things i can't say any names in specific but sure. they, no, nobody really raved about any of the, the local genetics Interesting. There, was, there wasn't anything that really stood out as something special uh, when i talked to people i always all the local growers they said all, all the good stuff genetics come from elsewhere the local stuff is it's not worth bragging about. Yeah. So, so but yeah, the they, Brazilian they, stuff has they have some good genetics there. So. Oh yeah, like the Bahia Blackhead was a big one there. The Limon Verde stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. 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 Have, have they taken to the cookie stuff there? Like the modern stuff? Are they are they about that yet? No, really, they're not. No, not yet. A few of the. A few of the international, like the Dutch and Spanish companies, that try to advertise some of their seeds as American genetics, sure. um, because it's uh, the flavor of the the month type of thing. But the, the cookies and that, not you know, I sell quite a bit of the. Uh, well, there's a lot of interest in the like the gelato, yeah, and the granddaddy perps and, and things like that. Um, but uh, no, the cookies hasn't been a big thing here yet. I did. Well, that, I did that's awesome. Did smoke some good, really good white truffles the other day, though. So, oh, did you? They made it down there. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. counts. That counts. I think. That counts. That counts. Um, yeah, definitely yeah, counts. Gelato like okay. as well, maybe. <laughs> Inbred cookies for sure. Okay, that's no, that's really interesting. Right now, I mean, when you're, you know, you talked about some of the the genetics you're getting from Brazil. Uh, what's it like being down there in terms of being exposed to this kind of more regional genetics? Um. It's well. This, this I'm, I'm. I live in Buenos Aires um, and uh, work around here, so they're exposed to a lot of international genetics. But it's almost all Spanish, um, often Spanish, and a few of the Dutch companies. And there's only one really American country company that I've seen here on at the trade show circuit and in the stores is the Humboldt Seed Company. Yeah, they've made it big so, everywhere. Yeah. So, so me, the next generation, and Humboldt are basically the only North American companies that you see on the making the, the rounds down here yeah well that's nice yeah i mean th that it's not a ton of you know american competition as it were you know yeah well the, the thing is one good thing too i think where i'm in a good position is uh they're getting sick of the spanish genetics and they're starting to figure out it's all the same seeds being repackaged yep. uh, different names all the same name all slightly similar names but it's all coming from the same bag yeah and they, they've figured that out now and they want something fresh you know what's fucked up is in America they still haven't figured that shit out. It doesn't matter what I company. Believe, I can't mind. believe it. I can't believe how it's all just white label and repackaged. And Everything. That's where everybody goes. Um, 
but what am I going to do? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, we've talked about it on the show a bunch, and people are just, it just like goes over their head that no, there really are picking from one bin, throwing it in a bunch of different seed packages for the most no, do, famous companies. Do you know why? Do you know why, Matt? The psychology is like, yeah, yeah, I know other people do that, but I, my, the stuff that I buy isn't like that, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, you're buying a 10, 15 cents a seed, and then they turn around and put it in a baggie and, and sell it for several dollars. Yep, the Mylar, the Mylar switch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But. So do you want to start digging into more recent stuff before we jump into anything else? Oh, yeah, well, yeah, I had a, a little adventure. Yeah, I'd love to hear some more about it. It sounded pretty insane. Yeah, it was pretty insane. It was just, just, just bad luck. Um, I've been up here. I went to see. I've in in the in the province here, the city of Rosario. Uh, so I have my friend who has an ONG and a, and a medical cannabis club, and he owns a cannabis uh, radio station for all the. Yeah. And so I was going to go see him and have him help me with my paperwork uh, to get registered here in the system. So. We were driving there a few weeks ago and we got pulled into a check stop. Uh, it happened to be a military check stop in a, mm -hmm. what happened to be a cartel city. Ooh, and so we, they pulled us in. They didn't know what to do with us because we were foreigners. Uh, all they, and they found all my, uh, my seed collection that I was about to declare to the government to sign up my, my, for my licensing. Sure. And uh, they... They were military police. They didn't understand the civilian law. And so they locked us up for several days with uh, no phone calls, no nothing. And uh, so, yeah, just because they didn't understand the paperwork Jeez. and I didn't have the paperwork in correct order. So the only reason we got out is I have some really good friends and they called the car rental company and they tracked our car by GPS. Oh, wow. And the, the GPS showed that we were in a really bad, bad neighborhood where people disappear. Yeah. So but my friends thought we got uh, carjacked. And so they called, so they called, they followed the GPS and they found out we were in the back of a military compound is where they were keeping us. And so he showed up with, uh, with his lawyer who happened to be work for the ministry of security for the province. Yeah. And so my buddy rolled in after day three we had no phone calls uh, from anyone or nothing. I haven't heard, but my friend showed up with uh, the lawyer and the guys in suits and uh, the police what, treated wait, us. Let me stop you there. Like, what was going through your mind in the first day or two? We, we had no idea with no phone calls. They, they said, oh, we, we called the Canadian embassy, but they're not answering the phone. They're completely useless. Um, Jeez. so we were just waiting when we didn't know three days, we didn't know. And uh, the Colombians in the, in the cell next to us were telling us they'd been waiting there for, for six months to just to get, and they haven't even been charged yet. So we were thinking the worst. Oh, I um, bet. Oh my and, God. Uh, so we were, yeah, my, my friend showed up with the lawyers and, uh, and before that, the police were treating us horribly. Um, you couldn't even go to the washroom without cuffs on and a gun in your face. Uh, so, so yeah, and after that, the, the the all the guards started treating us like, like how do these Canadians know the lawyer for the Ministry of Security, and who are all these government officials showing up? Yeah, and they just this happened to be a friend of mine knows the right people, and we got lucky, and he, he got us out. Thank uh, God you had good know, friends I mean, that went looking for you. You know, because yeah, otherwise uh, you would have. He found us at four thirty in the morning. 
uh, following the GPS and found oh, the car in the back of the compound. And then he, he got on the phone with the, the lawyers and, the, and yeah, they came in, they came That's in. That's a hell of a friend. <laughs> yes. Yes. What would have like, do you have any idea what would have happened if he hadn't done that or like they hadn't been able to uh, touch we, with him? We, or we been, well, we were told that we could have been there for, for weeks and weeks before the, the Canadian embassy would have actually got some kind of formal papers. So, so, I, so right now, basically, I'm I'm released right now temporarily. I can't leave the country, uh, but basically, the the judge says because I was quite honestly gave them my story. I said I'm here to open my legal company. I didn't have my papers right in the proper order, and that's why I'm coming to Rosario to do my paperwork. Yeah, and 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 she's seen that I was I was above board. I got all my tax papers and all that's fine. So she's released me, but but. I have to get all of my licenses now by law. She said, look, part of my, my conditions of my release is I have to get all my cannabis licenses fast. Yeah. So uh, I might even get my licenses faster than the local people because it, the judge says I have to. Wow. So it, it could end up working out for me. Uh, I'm trying to think positive about it, but I, I can't leave the country until I'm yeah. fully licensed now. So. so they kept your passport oh. and everything? No, no, they actually they gave me my passport back but with, oh, with restrictions. Yeah, yeah. So how has it, yeah, how, how has it all felt? You know, how long ago? I mean, sorry, you may not tell us uh, this, but like. About a, week, about a week and a half ago, I got out. So. Jeez. How are the conditions is it still in the, inside that jail? Oh, sorry. Yeah, how are the conditions uh, inside the jail? It was actually, I was uh, very pleased it was a military prison. Um, and it was uh, because they actually have bunks and it's not eight guys to a cell. Yeah. And so we actually had uh, a mattress and a blanket. Um, the guys that I was in with were good, but there's zero privacy. The, the doors are never closed. So the, the police just come through anytime they want, just go through your things. And, and they basically kept us sleep deprived for three days. We just, every, every two hours, they'd come in and wake you up and ask for an ID number or passport number, just some bullshit. Yeah. So we never really slept for three days um, and the food the food was shitty like that's what you expect i guess though yeah, <laughs> Jail. yeah. um but yeah the guys the guys in there were, were funny because we were a novelty they'd never seen canadians down there before and i mean self aside you know you know cocaine guys that got seized with a big airplane from Medellin, and then our cellmates a big ecstasy dealer and everybody <laughs> was treating us like like weird like why are you here it's a bag of seeds we didn't even have a yeah. joint with us that's crazy. So no flour so, even. Nope, not even Just a single joint. Oh my. So so the judge Jeez. and the prosecutor right now are arguing that they're trying to figure out what classification this fits under because the laws are still being written here. Yeah. And it wasn't really a crime. It was just failure to do to my paperwork in the right order. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's what we're working on right now. I'm I'm going to do whatever they they ask of me and I'm going to get my licenses and just Try to get back to work. So, yeah. That, did it affect anything you currently have growing? Did you have to chop stuff down? Um, um, Maybe I shouldn't even ask that. Uh, let's go to the next one. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, did it slow you down at all? I should say. Um. Well, yeah, a little bit. Yes, yeah, it slowed me down some. Yeah, but, I imagine uh, so. But yeah, no, just gotta roll with the punches. Yeah. God, that's a rough, rough way to go. All for seeds. All just trying to to grow some some legal weed in a in a country that's supposed to be really uh, well, good with it. 
Yeah, well, it, it is it is very good with it. It's, but my, my Spanish is a little bad, and the paperwork I didn't get it filed in the right order. So that's that's yeah. basically where it's basically I'm going to be looking at a probably paying a few fines, and I'll be fine. Well, at least it wasn't cartel people that picked you up. Yeah, but it, it was narco police. It was the, the the police that hunt the narcos. So uh-huh. well, we we had, we had the guns to our heads. So <laughs> yeah, I bet that's some serious. Yeah, I'm not used to that. My first time I've ever had a legal problem in my life. So yeah, that's got to be very unnerving, especially in another country where you don't really speak the language as well. well as you and, and it wasn't as bad for me, um, but my, I had my friend just visiting, completely innocent from Canada, come down to visit me for a few weeks. We're gonna go do some fishing, and he came with me, and and so he ended up doing three days with me now as well. So and he did not, not oh, speak no. a single word of Spanish. So he was he's a lot more stressed than I was. I at least I at least know the language somewhat. Yeah. So we're waiting right now. He's waiting to get his money and his phone back from the police. Um, oh man! So he's still there too. Yeah, he's got to wait until uh, everything's released. So, but yeah. Did did they did they file charges on him as well? No, the same. No, I, okay, I, I it was me. I, I was I told the police and the judge straight up. This is my my friends is visiting. I'm I own the seed company. This yeah, is, this is so and it was pre- it's pretty obvious he's got nothing to do with the business so what a wild ride bro you're gonna you know, you're gonna end up on like locked up abroad or something no i got good friends here i think so yeah dude i can't even imagine if i were in that same situation like trying to re- realistically having to rely on someone else to figure out one that you're missing two to take action you know well, yeah yeah, I was I was trying to figure. I, I thought when you get it sitting there, you start thinking, okay, just keep your mouth shut and let give them time to figure it out. But it was day two, two and a half. I'm like, okay, did they figure this out now? And yeah. then that like a miracle, they showed up out of nowhere. Wow. And and so, so so get this. So the police they tra- they treated us like shit. Yeah. Uh, and then after we had uh, my friends come and visit us, we started treating getting treated a lot a lot better. And then at the end, when, when the judge gave us the release and we went back to the, the, the barracks to pick up our, our bags and our reclaim sure. our stuff, two of the police officers, they were all joking like we were all friends, which is fucking. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. But, but two of them asked me, uh, said, that they're like, being a police officer here is horrible. He said, when you get your license, can we come work for you? Oh, like, yeah. Two police asked me for a job. Oh, my uh, God. When we were leaving, I was like, what kind of bizarro world is this? <laughs> yeah right yeah treat me like shit and i'm gonna pay and, you yeah and yesterday you had a gun in my face while i was sitting on the toilet you know yeah right not oh, gonna happen pal yeah I mean. <laughs> um we can we can definitely come back to this i just want to ask you like what what does the rest of the year look like for you now after this um i'm just um introducing wondersuite from bluehost.com the tool that makes wordpress wonderful for everyone Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise, and with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, 
Our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I'm getting, just going through my paperwork. Um, I'm getting a job here with my friend as soon as I get my taxes filed and I'm legally in the system here. Um, for There's no NG here that grows for a big medical association. Um, they want me to come help them um, on the farm because they don't have anybody that can grow on a large scale. Yeah. Um, so basically they want me to come and advise them on how to do that. And plus I've uh, opening a, I've had a, a Airbnb, like an Airbnb, a hostel here in, mm-hmm. in Buenos Aires. So I've, I have a seven room hostel downtown Buenos Aires, which nice. doing a little side project here is pot friendly, uh, hostel. You know, like they what all is are. the tourism they like? Do you know, like how many tourists go there? It's, it's a big city for tourism. Um, Oh really yeah, big. yeah, yeah. If there's a concert in South America, like whether it's anybody famous, Buenos Aires is where they come. Uh, yeah. 18 million people live here, so wow, huge. So it's huge. It's a big city. Yeah. So yeah, have it reminds met, me of kind like, of New York. Uh, go ahead. What are you saying? Okay. I was going to ask if you like uh, had you bumped into many other Canadians while you were there. Not too many Canadians, no. You know, a, a lot of Americans. There's a lot of gringos here. Yeah, yeah. But there's a huge expat community. They're they're all kind of strange fellows too. I bet. Like our, like our, like our buddy Kenny there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Before before yeah. we came on, um, but there was someone that I had met a long time ago, and that Jay knows, named named Mr. Hayes. So it was cool to see him as well. That's who we're speaking about. Yeah, Mr. Kenny Hayes. Uh, he's the people well in San will know him. Will know him. Yeah. Yeah. He's been around for a long time. Almost all the people in Amsterdam, like when I was first getting in the scene, knew who he was, and he was kind of, you know, the dude to know back then. But yeah. It's cool to see him. Yeah. Oh, he's I down here to, doing good. In terms of the community and the people you meet, like, have you gotten to meet many of the like other local, either like seed makers or growers, or is it kind of? still a bit more oh, distant. Yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> no, I've, I've, I've been very fortunate here. Um, my, my, my one partner that I work with, she, um, handles a lot of my distribution in Chile. She knows everybody in the business of South America. She speaks at all the big, uh, expos. She owns the, uh, cannabis and hemp museum in, in Valparaiso, Chile. Oh wow. She's owned, owned the cannabis and hemp museum there for years. And she has pot friendly bed and breakfast has, uh, host cannabis cups. So she's helped me mix with the local community in the South for all the cannabis cups. I get to go all the, to the private events. I've got a few uh, growers down here that are trying to, right now, a lot of people want, are trying to team up with me and I'm still not sure which direction to go um, because they want to, you know, it's a business opportunity, but I want to do things myself and not team up with too many people. Yeah. 
Um, it might take me slow longer to get into the system, but I'm my own boss then, and that's that's how I prefer. Yeah, I, I didn't move. I didn't move down here to uh, grow for other people, but I've been offered some several big farms down here that are licensed. Uh, but I'm taking my time. I'm not in any hurry. Uh, well, now now I'm in a hurry, obviously. Yeah, after, right. my, after my legal problems. Uh, other than that, you know, I have been kind of easing into it uh, quite uh, slowly. So, but I, I I sponsor the sponsor of a few of the big cannabis cups in Cordova and Rosario and North Buenos Aires. So I've gotten to know the community very well in the last few years. So, are there several cannabis That's, cups a year there? Many, many. Hey. It's like the USA, depending oh, on no states. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're, they're they're popping up. There's more every every year. There's more, so that's awesome. So, that's awesome. Yeah. Is is are the Spanish there in heavy presence, or are they mostly doing the mailing? Uh, they're here in a heavy presence, but they usually team up with a local distributor. Yeah, uh, and they have to go through the licensing process as well. So, a lot of the big farmers here that with the licenses, they get contracts with the Spanish companies or the Dutch companies. Yeah. make their seeds low because they can't import seeds here they have to be produced here yeah uh, so importing is is not not really allowed but obviously everybody does it um but yeah yeah the, yeah they're still setting up the framework of the business here so more and more the seed that's being sold here is being produced here yeah uh, when it comes to the spanish companies like in some of the dutch companies are they actually sending their own gear down there or are they just having them produce seeds and packaging it as their gear um, I believe uh, a bit of both. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. They make enough here to get into the system. Yeah. Yeah. So. It sounds like it's a good place to, to produce a lot of seeds, though, by, you know, the economy-wise, how cheap it is to produce seeds down there. Yeah, the economy, more more. for me, the economy is, is yeah, the number one reason I can be here, um, you know. For a hundred, couple hundred dollars, they can rent a farm. Wow! So, and yeah, labor's cheap and highly skilled. Yeah, and the, the roads are good, better than Canada. <laughs> oh wow! Shit. So, you know, they have economic problems, but everything seems to work here. So, you, know, you had a good question. I, mean, uh, I have a couple actually, but uh, so. While you were talking about that, it just reminded me of what's been going on in Thailand. Have you have you heard much of that, Jay? Like the the recent I changes again? Yeah, I haven't so, followed it too closely. So you know how a bunch of people moved there because they were opening up, etc. Rec, medical, yeah. everything. The newest government is like doing a full one eighty on rec, um, and I wonder what's going to happen to all our friends or people we know who have actually moved there to grow. Um, yeah, I have a yeah, few friends there too. Yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah and, the and in, newest government's not keen on it, but they're keeping mid, as far as I know. Oh, okay. Well, in Argentina here too, we just had, <clears throat> pardon me, the uh, election a few months ago of the the new uh, uh, president here, and he claims to be a, <clears throat> a libertarian, but I think he's pretty hard on drugs. Yeah. So some people some people are scared of what he's going to do, but I think this is so ingrained into the system now. And there's corruption on, on every level here that on other levels that the, the level of corruption here, there's no point, there's no way for them to get this out of the system now. Like yeah. even if, even if the government does want to change it, it's cannabis is in now. Um, there's, there is no changing it. 
Yeah, you can't um, put the genie back yeah, in the bottle. So to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Pardon me. You're good. You're all good. Um, yeah. I did. So the other question I had was, uh, what's going on back in Canada? Like, are you needing to maintain anything over there while you're still while you were in Argentina? I have. Business. I have um, I have my genetics um, safe with uh, uh, friends back in Canada, and uh, just guarding my mother strains, things like that. Um, but uh, my partner's still in Canada, running a website. It's going. He's well nice. well stocked. Uh, before I moved down here, he made sure he was well stocked. Um, yeah. And so yeah, other than that, uh, things are going on smoothly in Canada. I just we just couldn't carry the overhead with what it costs to you know, to run an operation in Canada legally was just, it made no sense. It just It's not much yeah. different in the U.S. right now for a lot of the, the big seed makers here. It's getting so prohibitively restrictive. And, and people think that because, you know, they hear in other states that it's more legal, even in California. And it, realistically, it's less legal to grow, more legal to buy. And that's when the quality dips and the prices, licenses yeah. skyrocket, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, down here, I think they're. I like the design how they're doing the laws down here, and it's mm -hmm. it's not cost prohibitive. It's not. It's harder for big uh, corporations to monopolize the way they set it up here, and, and they've kept it community based <clears throat> and club based for, for uh, around the communities. So, so yeah, as, as an ONG or a, 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 a company that wants to sell weed, uh, you can grow up to one thousand three hundred plants. With uh, with your patients, and and the prices here are double or triple that we that we get for it in Canada, like almost ten U.S. dollars a gram. Wow. Um, hmm. In Canada, you can barely sell it for three or four dollars a gram. Yeah, it's gotten so low. So, so yeah, here it's amazing how high the price is and how the low the cost of production is. So yeah. So for for me, it's a no brainer. Is there and, uh, is there a connoisseur quality market there to be had yet? Yes, there is. Yes, well, I've got a few people talking about they're opening dab bars, yeah. uh, places and, and clubs like that. But it's like anywhere they have your price range from your five dollar a gram weed to your twelve dollar a gram weed um, for the top top quality. But a lot of people here don't know the top quality yeah. stuff. So, so when you show it, it's it's mind boggling to them. Oh, I'm sure. So, yeah, I'm sure. It's just making its way down. Yeah, and and the, the skills of the local growers are are coming up pretty fast. Yeah. So, I mean, it's farming. It's a farming world. It's a farming community, right? It, it, they shouldn't yeah. take them too long to figure out how this plant works and operates and what we want out of it. You know exactly. But the good stuff is still being uh, grown indoors here because outdoors yeah. is the humidity factor. But um, I don't know. I I yeah. I've seen a lot of my strains being grown here. Um, and well, locals don't know this difference between indoor and outdoor, and it, it kicks ass. Sure. So I'm happy. I'm, I'm really so, happy. Uh, how, how's the electrical um, infrastructure there? Are you able to run big light grows there? It's, it's, it's very, very difficult to find the right property with enough electricity because the average house here, um, even my hostel downtown, uh, yeah. has only 40 amps. Oh, shit. I, I, I can't barely turn on more than three air conditioners in the in the in the hostel at a time yeah. without blowing the breakers. So it's it's inside the city. It's you know you, you, I can't grow there obviously. Mm -hmm. 
but uh, you have to get a farm. And once you have a farm, though, the sun is the weather is great here all year round. So basically, you have uh, the bedrooms to keep your clones and the mothers alive, and just yeah, keep, keep feeding the greenhouses um, from plants from the indoors. Um, so. Yeah, that's that's been one of my biggest interests in in a lot of people moving to Thailand or any of these rural areas in South America was the electrical infrastructure for a lot of us that are used to doing like big indoor operations for our seeds. And granted, yeah. it's not it's not really economical to do that in the United States anymore either. It's become so expensive per kilowatt hour and everything. People are looking to different methods. Yeah, well, well some of the places I've been looking at is the, just the way they build the uh, structures here in the houses. It's usually mm -hmm. uh you can rent uh, like a, usually a, a, on the main floor will be a store or a restaurant or a mechanic shop, uh, yeah. a place like that, and then the apartments above it. So I'm looking kind of for a, an entire building. Uh, so if you have a mechanic shop or a restaurant, you know you have no shortage of uh, of uh, electricity. Yeah, good point. So those those type of locations um, for a place in this city, but most of my growing I like to do out in the country. So yeah. So yeah, that's we're looking for that right now um, for a country place. So. so right now, what kind of strains do you have stocked with uh, with Taylor? Um, pretty much our whole catalog. Um, we still have it well stocked. There's a few actually strains that aren't on the, on our site yet that that I should be. I should get on working on that. But I have a really good uh, Avalon CBD. Nice. Uh, that's so it's got that Avalon strength outdoors and beautiful purple buds uh but a lot, Jay, lot more for people who are like maybe hearing you for the first time can you tell us more about avalon i know it's one of your like flagship names but yeah um that was actually the very first strain i, I bred back in canada and i believe it was 95 or 96 it was a, a Ava, uh, afghani hash plant crossed mm -hmm. with the uh original blueberry that we had uh, back then in the mid late 90s and uh i did that first across uh, outdoors and i've been selectively inbreeding it now for almost 30 years yeah. so but I, I did all my selecting in that genetics outdoors on vancouver island in on a rainy rainy windy part of the island so it's you know the first few years that i did, was doing the selecting of what i was breeding with you know you get that first year you lose half of it to bud rot sure. but then, then you breed with the best plants that made it through it and after several years or a decade of me selectively breeding outdoors it be just became so uh, uh resistant to molds and, and and fungus and it can it can sit out in the rain for two weeks and you're not going to get a lot of bud rot um and it'll put up with the wind and that's what i that's what i bred it for it's just something that's for the wet west coast where it's where wet all the time so and uh but a few of the hybrids of that are just amazing like my my blue dynamite which is the avalon crossed with the the grapefruit dynamite yes. same thing um, <laughs> um and it's the, the buds right now are they're just just the most picture perfect blue blue uh buds and that's that's the one seed that's been flying off the shelves for us right now and everybody once they grow it they're they're coming back for more so if anybody wants to try any one strain of, of ours right now that wants them to uh be impressed try our blue dynamite yeah that's a really popular one too i got yeah. to smoke a bunch of the avalon space recently oh and, sweet uh, yeah it's nice bro it's nice it does have a lot of this what people don't realize is that like the sweet pink grapefruit to me at least does resemble skittles a lot in the turp profile and it was already okay. existing long before skittles 
Uh, it's very similar in the Terp profile, almost identical in many ways. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if they were related in some way, shape, or form because it's so similar. And uh, sometimes it's not just like the popular name. Go find out what's in it. Go, go talk to people who've been around for a long time, and you'll learn about yeah. this kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of, uh, yeah, who knows what's in a lot of this. And it's, people rename exactly. things all the time. So. Yeah. Yeah. But it was super nice, dude. Like it, it did look like you're saying it looked like indoor bud grown outdoor, which is it's, yeah. it's hard to do. And and I, I like to recommend your stuff for people in coastal climates in the U.S. because it is so hardy and mold resistant and, and it's proven and true for that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool. So the, the Avalon space that you tried, uh, was that indoor or outdoors? Outdoor. Outdoor oh, Mendo. Oh, sweet. Oh, yeah. OK, sweet. Sweet. Yeah. Our yeah, buddy yeah, Rings is, is a big fan of yours, so he's always growing some uh, some oh, of your, your stuff. Yeah, yeah that, that's that's actually a strain that we have quite a few seeds of that still sitting there. Not too many people bought it because I'm shitty at marketing, so I haven't really uh, told that Same. too many people. But uh, <laughs> but and, and they're only available in regular seeds, I believe. Good. Or maybe, yeah. or maybe I'm wrong. It's been a while. But, I think those uh, are yeah, regs yeah, that he I think grew. it's just regular on your okay. website. What was the space? That what was that one? Um, it was just another variety from uh, a big uh, medical club in uh, in British Columbia. Okay. Uh, back backcountry harvest. They had an um, eleven acre farm, and they have uh, did a massive pheno hunt. And this is a, one of the cuts off of their farm. Awesome. Uh, yeah, they had a really impressive farm up in the mountains. In, uh, How would you describe it? Um, the cut. The cut. Um, it's very. It's it's silvery. Um, yeah. It's, it, and 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 more of a lime green, not not a deep dark green. Mm -hmm. uh, really silvery. I guess not the flavor would come from the Avalon more. The, the space yeah. didn't have a lot of intense flavor on its own, but extremely resinous and, and light green flowers. And that's what did get the hybrid with the Avalon. Avalon brought the flavor to that and, and the heart. That's for sure. Yeah, that's the first thing I could taste was it was sweet pink grapefruit. I was like, Oh yeah, I know this one. Oh, okay. Some grapefruit hints. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, had a lot of fruit, a lot of grapefruit in it. Hmm. It was really nice. Is there anything else you want to highlight as far as your strains? Um, right now, well, actually, yeah, the our uh, our red truffles. Okay, uh, tell us about so it. Got a, that's a, that's a, a Colombian red. Oh, okay. Crushed yeah, yeah. With the red truffles, and it's one variety that out of all my varieties, people ask me about for making uh, hash or mm -hmm. full melt bubble. The the red truffles that resin just melts in your hand. Um, yeah. And the, the trichomes separate really easy for making bubble if you want to make a lot of bubble. And uh, and that's one that yeah I'm, I'm going to do uh, as soon as I can. Uh, I'm doing a big pheno hunt for it here uh, just, just for bubble hash production. Yeah, that sounds good, yeah, dude. And, and they're large, large plants. So, yeah, and yeah, the Colombian red, obviously the sativa in there. Yeah. But uh, no, I don't What's know actually. Like on oh, that I'm, one. That one's probably about about nine and a half weeks, oh, something perfect. like that. Yeah, yeah, somewhere between nine and ten. Yeah, depending on the fertilizers you you use. So yeah, yeah, that's right. What in the was zone. that? Uh, what was looking through the offspring like for that? Because that's kind of the the you know the two parents I, I imagine could hardly be less similar. Um, yeah, well, you guys know I, I know my Colombian red, but uh, this was just a really other good cutting off of a medical company in Canada that, that truffles. Mm -hmm. uh, and you guys probably know way more about the truffles than I do. Uh, 
I just know it dumped hash and I did the hybrid and it dumped even more hash. Yeah. <laughs> so, Excellent. So yeah, I don't know the actual truffles much of the history. I'm sure you guys. I actually don't know much other than it's a cookies variety of some sort, inbred cookies of some sort, oh, okay. I think. Yeah. 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 Something like yeah. that. Me neither. I don't know exactly what's in it. You know, I haven't kept myself up to date on a lot of what's going on in the U.S. for the genetics because it just seems like it changes so fast, but it's mostly the same genetics being renamed. It is. Inbred. Yeah. It is. It's, all, so it's for the last, last 10 or 12 years, ever since. Yeah, like, I, 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 just, I quit paying attention. Same. I, I just work on my own stuff and look yeah. for some land breaks. So, Since yeah, I've had the show, I've had to pay more attention to it because people always yeah. ask about these certain things. But yeah, I just don't really. I'd rather yeah. I'd rather learn about the old BC strains from guys like you. You know what I mean? And talk about yeah. that as opposed to the new new. Well, well, well I'm down, yeah, I'm down here, and everybody's asking me about all these you know North American strains and stuff like that, and and I couldn't care less. I'm like, well, where's your local stuff? Like, well, yeah, right. Yeah. Where's yeah. what's the Brazilian? I want to try some Paraguay weed and some Brazilian. Yeah, Bolivian and some Peruvian right. stuff, and they're, they're, they just want That's to talk. That's kind of what I wanted to ask you more about, like how what's your access like to genetics like that? You know, from like you said, Paraguay, um, you know, wherever. Yeah, I, actually, I know quite a few people here who uh, work within in different countries here with that. So, I yeah, I actually built up a nice little collection of uh, of stuff down here so once i get my license i'll be able to try a lot of this local stuff out yeah so that's cool before, that's I do what any, I would be doing. before i do anything too serious i have to make sure all my my papers are in order now so for sure yeah for sure don't want to yeah. go through that again nope when when you are back up and running um are you documenting this stuff are you sharing it online are you, do you have an instagram account where um, you're sharing pictures or anything very, very very little very little right now because i'm it's still under investigation and and uh and actually, the police have my my Instagram, so they have my, they have they have my phone and my car, and all kinds of things. So, so I'm still in the middle of the process right now. Um, I know it's all going to work out okay. It's just going to be a process. Yeah, so, yeah. But afterwards, you know, assuming once you're clear of that stuff, uh, will you do you think you'll be documenting a lot of this? Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Very exciting. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, I got I got two different Instagram uh, pages. My Canadian one, J Generation at Instagram, and then Next Generation Latam, Latin yeah. American edition. So, nice. Well, is there anything else you want to get in before we close it up and let you get back to your uh, den dengue? <laughs> dengue, yeah. Oof, yeah. <laughs> Feeling a little ill here with the mosquitoes. Yeah. What, what time is it there in California? Uh, it's five ten p.m. Oh, okay. We're sitting about 10 p.m. here now, so. That's what I figured. Yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to plug, though? Um, not really. Um, not, we have, uh, right now, we've got a few new autoflowers on our website right now for and some specials on for, for springtime. Yeah. Um, I give, tell anybody, give my partner a call. He's, he's always good for giving good deals. And he's and a great he's, dude. Really friendly, yeah. too. Don't hesitate to call him. Is there a number you can give out here that you have? Um, I don't have it off, uh, off by heart. We'll, but, we'll put uh, it in the description. We can add it in the link. Yep, we yep. can do that. That sounds good. And uh, I'll keep you guys updated on any other uh, changes please. in the adventures. Yeah, please do. Yeah. We need to hear about it. Yeah, I wanted to get you on as soon as I heard about it. I was like, God damn, we need to talk about this and see if we can't get something yeah. going. 
Yeah. Well, hey, bye. Appreciate it. Always, man. It's a yeah. pleasure having you. And, and and send my love to Ken and everyone out there. And uh, stay in touch, brother. It's been a pleasure. Will do, man. Right on. Yeah, good right. luck with the whole process, dude. Good luck. Right, thank I hope you, it thank you very much. Smoothly. All right. Keep me posted. I'm going to end it. All right. Take care, guys. All right. Peace. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening to the show. Um, we also have, at the end of today, the announcement for our contest winners. So we randomly selected people using, what was that called? Verification.org. And uh, for the Instagram crowd, we have It's Friday 04 that won the contest for the followers on Instagram. And we have Serious Smoke who won for the, uh, the contest in Discord. So get at me. Uh, either on IG or Discord, if either of you guys are on there. Um, well, I know Sirius is on there because obviously he won. So get a hold of me. We'll get you your stuff for the contest. I really appreciate everyone who participated. Would have liked to see more people come follow on Instagram, but, you know, is what it is. Instagram sucks. So, yeah, um, I think that's it. Other than that, go check out riotseeds.com where you can get your spray. You can find seeds from all the syndicate members that are currently on there. All kinds of goodies. Go join the Discord Patreon. We're doing all kinds of rad stuff there right now. Even more has been added lately. Um, you might see a lot of strains pop up there. You won't see pop up anywhere else that you can grab, etc. So go check it out. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Breeder Syndicate. And with that, wish you a good week. And next week's is a banger. Absolute banger with uh, the Can of Cabana guys. Be it, you know, D-Man giddy and housey so like yeah i'm stoked man it was such a good recording and i can't wait to bring it to you guys and with that we'll see you next week cheers want to sit at the table with the syndicate check out our patreon and our link tree or description below our merch site is officially live we have all sorts of shirts hoodies and goodies to sort you out and shipping is super fast and most importantly the quality is top notch I've been saving old designs for years for this purpose, so please check it out, syndicategear.com. We also have an underground syndicate discord where we get together and solve old strain history together daily. It's an amazing community of learning away from IG, and it's an amazing resource for old catalogs and knowledge. We hope you join our union of breeders and growers. Come check it out. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.